Why don't you sing yeah. sing something from The Sound of Music? Say what? Say to what? <laughs> You're still hot. Uh, we, we gotta. We gotta. Uh, I don't maybe, know where. <laughs> I, I don't know where the setting is. Wait. I, there's a there's a volume button. What if I do? <laughs> Let's kind of a guess here. And uh, you go into settings, and ah, uh, that's it. Oh, oh, I'm playing something. Stop. Oh, that's worked. It worked. Yeah, it actually worked. I got through of all. I got through all the. I got rid of all the background noise. That and is very impressive. Man, that is. Why really did it work? Bad. I don't know. Something <laughs> went wrong, and it. <laughs> something went wrong, and it accidentally worked. <laughs> all right. Should we start the podcast? <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just and that's the end of the podcast. We actually haven't talked about anything. Uh, so we had a little bit of admin work, admin work to do. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. I forgive you. Thank you. In my you. in my huge magnanimity. Yeah, and you're looking you're looking very magnanimous there as well, Max. Thank you. I'm going to turn off my camera just so to make sure we're getting maximum good audio through this. Actually, no, Yay. no. You know what? I don't need to do that. You know why? Because I'm recording quickly. Oh yeah, you can you can actually uh, just close the fifty five thousand tabs you have open because <laughs> they know even, you. Yeah, you're not even joking. I have. It's, it's <laughs> what happens all the time. Normally, I get onto uh, I get onto like a video conference call or something, and I'm always two or three minutes late, and I get messages on WhatsApp, and they're saying, uh, "Nick, are you uh, are you joining the call?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've, I've just got to close a few more tabs first. Do that." <laughs> I think there's. I just, a, I can't find the tab. There is something speaking to me. It, saying it's out of memory. Hold, hold on a second. I got, How six, can you? I got 16 gigs of RAM. And if I go and take a look onto uh, file process manager, whatever it's called, um, uh -huh. uh, it, it's, it's all Chrome. It's all Chrome. I actually switched <laughs> to Edge just so I can get a little bit more memory out of it. I mean, the, the sensible thing to do would just be to not have all the tabs open. But, yeah, but I, yeah. I, do, I do sympathize with that. <laughs> yeah, I never want to close a tab. I it might come in useful later. And um, yes. you know, that's how I think about yeah. it. That's uh, how I that's how I fill up my shed and that's how my my father filled up uh, the whole house in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of that Mar Marie Kubo girl? Marie Mar Kondo. Marie Kondo, that was it. Yeah. 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 It, I think there is a Yeah, I think there is a, a place in hell that is reserved for me and she's in it. She's directing it. <laughs> she would be that, telling you. Yes, She'd be following you around things, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do with away. that, Max? What are you going to do with that? Are you yeah. going to keep that? Do you want to keep that? Yes. Are you going to use yes. it? When was the yeah. last time you used it? Oh, now. I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> I need it now. Go away. <laughs> I think you should thank it for its service and we're going to throw it away. Okay, Max? No, 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 no. no. It, 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 um, it sparks joy. <laughs> it sparks joy. <laughs> this is going to be your hell and she's going to throw it away and you're yes. going to end up with nothing when it's all going to come back again the next day and it's all going to start again it's your version good. of syphilis not syphilis wait that was, that was <laughs> <laughs> your version. maybe you'll get that as well <laughs> wait, wait, who, was that? who was the guy with the rock it wasn't syphilis it was syph syph 
Sifo. Sophocle. No, maybe. No, the, the guy. Know. Hold on, let me try. The guy with the rock. Come on, I'm gonna do this. Hold on. Yeah, it's in oh, the purgatory. Oh. I know. I should know it. <laughs> uh, no, it was. Hold on. I'm just. I need to open up another tab. Sifo. <laughs> 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 uh, how do you spell? It's just coming up syphilis. It's the first thing it suggests to me. Why is it saying that? <laughs> Syphilis rock. I'm gonna just rock uphill forever. Pushing rock uphill forever. Who is that? Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Of course. Yeah, Sisyphus. Yeah. You know, we're on all these podcast networks now, and one of the things I I spend a day putting us on podcast networks. You just don't know how much how much uh, administration goes into doing that. And um, and on there, all of them ask, uh, is this, does this contain adult content? And there's either a yes or a no. And what you really want to say is, not really, but every now and then. <laughs> That's the answer. What happened? I just said no to everything. I kind of lied. Uh, well, well, oh, 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 talking about lying. Uh, I've got to... <laughs> We've got to we've got to say some coffee words and things because I've read somewhere that Google uh, Google now indexes podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what can we say that's going to really get us to the top of the charts? I'm going to repeat a few words: coffee, coffee, Co- coffee, 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 Be- beans, beans, coffee, coffee beans. beans, coffee beans, espresso, espresso Co- beans, coffee, espresso, espresso, um, coffee beans. Yeah. Uh, right, um, Anything else? Maybe we should add, should we add a few words in there like sex, caffeine, sex, sex, coffee. Would that would people search for that? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe not, our, maybe maybe not our demographic. That uh, pushing. Us I don't know. That can go wrong. Very, that that child friendly. I'm just gonna. Practice. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna call in Rule Forty Two. <laughs> what's Rule Forty Two? What's what's? Rule I think 42? it's no Rule Thirty Four. Rule Thirty Four. Let's look that up. Hold on. I've got a book here. I don't need to look that up. A book? I got a book on rules. There isn't a rule 34. What? Google it. Just Google it. Really? Yeah. Just Google it. Rule hashtag 34. I'm going to do that right now. Everybody on the podcast can wait while I do that. Rule (laughs) In real time. Urban Dictionary. Uh, Yeah. Character media process. Oh. You see... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fact that I don't know that reflects very Shows well on me age. and very badly on you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I am technically a millennial. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Just borderline, but I'm technically a millennial. So right. I am allowed to know these things. Max, let me ask an embarrassing. Let me ask you to just disclose something embarrassing about yourself. Why don't you uh, oh, tell dear. us an emba- why don't you explain an embarrassing story? Why don't you just give us some give us some dirt just to the public? Hmm. No, <laughs> I thought I could catch you. <laughs> no, you know it's amazing what people will do if you just ask them. They'd be like, "Oh, oh, something embarrassing and awkward and illegal." Okay, well, there was this one time. <laughs> and off they go. No, I, I've been uh, I've been trained. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you, but then I would have to kill you. Everybody who listened to this podcast, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, so. More. It's so much work. I'm too lazy. <laughs> uh, hey, so today's going to be a like, kind of different, a different uh, podcast for us. Yes, sir. It's going to be uh, Grinders. We're not 
we're not going to talk about coffee. Well, we're going to talk that's, about wait, that's big normal. coffee. That's our normal podcast. Yeah, anyway. yeah. No, no one's going to know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got this, I've got this friend who listens to my podcast. Bless him, Michael. You know who you are, Michael. Well, obviously, I've just said your name. so you obviously Definitely a very good friend. So he's, he's a good friend. <laughs> he's a sweetheart guy. And he sends me messages because he listens and he sends me messages every every Monday or something. He listens to it and, mm-hmm. and he tells me what he likes or, or doesn't like uh, on the on the podcast. So he's like, uh, but yeah. does he listen to the whole thing? Because we uh, can ask questions. No, he he listens to the whole thing and then he usually wow. finds some way to to translate that <laughs> into an insult, uh, which I get the insult early in the morning uh, after it's published. Ah, so that so that's the being disappointed that uh, is interesting. Thing. <laughs> he's uh, the, <laughs> yeah yeah he's yeah he's, i'm very he's disappointed on, at unique he's he's disappointed he's disappointed in me i don't think he's ever used the word disappointed don't give him ideas oh. normally he's a little more brutal than that ah, okay but yeah. you like it <laughs> I, I take it <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm gonna have to go back and change that flag <laughs> on this podcast. uh we're gonna talk about grinders right and um, yes, and uh, so we're gonna cut. I, I started making notes uh, wow. about about yeah. No, so don't get excited. It was only about one minute before you joined, and I got as far <laughs> as I got as far as flat versus conical, uh, flat burst versus conical. And literally, I was gonna I was gonna type out about twenty different things. I I got that one line written out. Uh, so we're mm. gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to wing it, uh, wing it which is surprising for us. Um, yeah, we never do that, do we? No, never, never. This is going to be the <laughs> first time we always have, ever, and yeah. we're always honest uh, yes. about everything. I never lie personally. I don't think I've ever lied. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I'm going to give you these. I always lie. Ah, yeah. Okay, you're doing the old, you're doing the old double, no. double trick thing. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Um, so we're a great team. You see, I never lie, and you always lie. Yeah, so you can never tell. <laughs> you can never know so, who is. <laughs> So uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about grinders and why because they're important and you know you hear these things so we're, uh, hopefully hopefully if we don't totally mess this up uh, this will mm-hmm. be a really good introduction for somebody who just yeah. wants to know like uh, because it is very confusing it just wants to yeah. know like what kind of grinder like what the things they should consider are they should consider if they're going to go and, and buy a grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, but also have stuff in there that people who know a reasonable amount about grinders might still learn something from. So that's what we're gonna. That's the challenge that I set for you, okay. Max. To, wow. To meet. So. Yes, <laughs> no, I, so I don't. Pumped. I don't include myself in that challenge, obviously. <laughs> Just. Yeah, that's actually suspicious, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> if you noticed that, but yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so. Um, you know the, the 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 thing is there was a there was, we had a chat on Facebook a little while back in the groups like it was months ago and some guy mm-hmm. was going oh it makes no difference people it's just all marketing, and and that's clearly rubbish you know um, but yeah. but no no it's it's, it's clearly rubbish but um, to, to say there's no difference between like a, a cheap grinder and a grinder costing thousands of, of, okay. of dollars you can you can argue whether it's worth it to that individual. Uh, but mm-hmm. you can't say that there's 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 no difference because obviously there's a difference in materials, there's a difference mm-hmm. in in also in the applications. So the first thing, the first thing, if you're looking at grinders, you have to. You, it's not about what's the best grinder; it's what's mm-hmm. the best grinder for you and what you want to do. 
Are you grinding? Exactly. At, are you grinding at home? Are you grinding frequently? Are you grinding in a shop? Are you doing single doses? Are you putting all your beans in the hopper? So, um, so we're gonna we're gonna shed some light onto the not just the technologies, but when the technology makes sense for different use cases. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. So I like it. Yeah, does that set the scene? That sets the scene a lot. One of yeah. the most common things that you always hear whenever you join the espresso world, mm -hmm. one of the most common things you hear is uh, invest in a grinder, coffee machine can wait. Yeah. Which is, I agree with it partially, not completely. I, I partially agree with it because then then you can go crazy and people tend to go off topic and off target very much which is um, i think it's that is an issue but we will get to that so to start what do you think what's the what's the idea behind a grinder for you so um the first thing wait sorry i asked yeah. the question without giving you any any sort of time to, to think okay. <laughs> so What's the first thing that you think, let's say we both uh, know uh, what we know about coffee and coffee and coffee machines, and uh, we know what we like in terms of coffee. What's the first thing, if we didn't have a grinder and we had to buy a grinder, what's the first thing that you would think of when buying one? So for me, uh, I don't care about noise. I don't really care about size as long as it fits under my cabinet. Uh, what I care about is consistency. Um, mm -hmm. so there's some arguments about different flavor profiles that you get from conical burrs versus flat burrs. Um, so you, you're, you're one of the first things you're going to look at is you're going to look at, uh, what kind of technology, uh, specifically what kind of burr you're going to go for, but also, um, I would say, okay, actually, you know what? I'll start with objective. And actually the problem with, with this discussion is yesterday, uh, yesterday I had a, I was having a chat with a, a guy I just met. And uh, he said, oh, you, you know, you're into coffee. And he asked a simple question to which I realized I couldn't give a simple answer. And mm -hmm. he actually just asked, he said, yeah, I was talking to a friend. And he said, my friend was asking me, like, was, is there a difference? You know, is, is, is there genuinely a difference between, you know, the equipment? Does it make that much of a difference? And I tried to start to explain. And I realized that there's so much and there's so much technical data and, uh, and and information that actually is very scientific and mm -hmm. and it's very hard to put into simple words. But the best place to start always in complex problems is knowing what you want. So what I would want out of my coffee is nice tasting coffee uh, mm -hmm. every single time. Like if I was to make my ideal situation, my outcome would be that I would have nice tasting coffee every single time and that it would be relatively simple because the reality would be you'd get different coffees, uh, different beans, and that'd be relatively simple and quick to make the adjustments that I needed to make to quickly be able to get to the point where I was extracting the best out of that coffee that I could. So if that's my objective, how do I, how do I meet that objective? Oh, and I, then if I was going to have that be my first order objectives, my second order objective would, and this kind of, this isn't what I've done, okay? But this is what I would do if I was doing it again. My second order objective would be um, to maximize the amount of use I got out of the beans. So maximize the efficiency of, mm -hmm. of, of the grinding. In other words, I would really like to have something with, with very little waste uh, on it. 
and I would and I would like to minimize the danger of having uh, of having old um, old grounds uh, in in the in the in the grinder. Uh, I would mm -hmm. make it easy to clean, and I would make it. I don't really care about speed, and I don't really care about noise. Um, I would make it easy to clean, easy to maintain, easy to uh, easy to uh, adjust, and uh, and make it very repeatable. I'd want something that could that once I've set it up, it would repeat. Uh, it would repeat uh, every single time, so I could just capture that that great shot uh, um, uh, consistently. That's what I'd be looking for. How about you? Uh, I would actually. That's what I always do. Um, I always think how many cups I'm going to make per day. So what kind of throughput I'm looking for. And that I think is the most important thing that often it's overlooked and people don't really think about it. And they, and they end up buying these incredibly complicated and massive grinders that have uh, so many controls and so many, um, so many, um, temperature adjustments and everything that you don't really need if you are under a certain threshold. So you always have to think where you put your, your, your coffee grinder. Um, for example, uh, I've actually sold my Gadget D90 to a, to a coffee shop, to a, to a store. The, it's gone. the white one. The white one is gone. Oh, that was a beautiful machine. It's, uh, I am actually really happy that they got it. And uh, it's, um, I'm going to give them a little bit of advertisement. It's, uh, it's going to be in uh, um, Earth uh, Coffee Shop, it's called, or uh, Earth uh, Restaurant. Uh -huh. It's in Petersburg. And um, they're going to, to, to put it up and... Um, Hopefully they're gonna be making great shots. I'm hopefully going to go and train them as well on it, so they're oh, gonna wonderful. get started fresh. And they wanted to get also the grinders because I have a couple of grinders in my in my shop shop in my shed. <laughs> um, and I asked them what kind of throughput do they have at the moment. So at the moment they they make forty cups a day maximum, mm -hmm. which doesn't justify getting a for example a La Cimbali or um, a Fiorenzato grinder that has a reservoir for ground coffee because right. you wouldn't have the throughput to run out of that while you're grinding a new one. No, that's yeah. a, that's the important thing. Uh, I have this 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 uh, La Cimbali one, which is amazing. It's a uh, it's a great grinder. It's going. It's uh, got very big bursts, so it doesn't heat up. It's very consistent. It's a massive lump of steel, so it's it's great. But it's designed for coffees that are for coffee shops that are a high throughput. So, for example, station bar, uh, something where you have one customer after the other and you, you keep grinding coffee all the time. Yeah. If you have it in a, in a coffee shop that does specialist coffee or that doesn't, doesn't serve uh, coffee very often, the coffee in the grinder is going to go stale by the time that a customer orders one. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when you get it at home. At home, there's no point in having overkill machines like uh, a, a grinder that can grind uh, 100 grams of coffee in two minutes because you don't need that. Right. And uh, yes, it's going to be consistent. It's going to tick all the boxes. It's just that it's inconvenient and mm -hmm. utterly pointless at the same time. When you're at home, you can actually go for, um, for a single dose one. So for example... Niche, I think, had the best idea 
the niche zero is, uh, I, I have my eyes on one of those, but it's yeah, too bloody expensive. Too. I know. <laughs> uh, $500 is too much. It's just too much. It's wrong. <laughs> um, but it's something that you can grind on demand and do a single dosing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that is sensible. Uh, I'm I'm doing the same thing with the with the Gaja MDF. I'm weighing the beans before, put them into the grinder. I know that it has low retention, and then I just get everything out. It's a bit of a pain, obviously. It's a, it's a long process, but when I'm making coffee at home, I'm okay with that. Um, you have the same thing. Often you see in group in coffee groups people with uh, you know these overkill grinders and everything which doesn't really make much sense so that's one of the things you should really i went off topic by uh, by the way a lot uh, <laughs> it's uh, something you should keep in mind is how much throughput do you need and yeah. then from from there you you start ticking your boxes because for example <clears throat> if you're making one cup of coffee, you're going to grind 18 grams of coffee, 20 grams of coffee, and then you're done. So it doesn't really matter if your grinder heats up because in 18 grams, it's not going to heat up enough to ruin the coffee. Right, right. And actually, we're going to talk about why uh, heat ruins coffee because there's a lot of different studies on that and there's different opinions mm-hmm. out there. And uh, and I've been doing some research uh, into it, and 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 we'll discuss that in, in a bit. But mm-hmm. so you you'd start with a with a place of like, okay, uh, this is going to be at home. I'm going to make a cup of coffees in the morning, so I don't need something for high throughput. Um, what's your next criteria? My next criteria is uh, consistency of the grind. So, for example, I prefer flat births because uh, I'm. Uh, because I'm an OCD person a little bit, I think. Um, and I prefer to have a, a defined population of, of grind size instead of having two different populations. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is this is the difference between um, flat birds and conical birds. Flat birds are a little slower. They they spin faster and they they have a lower residence time of the coffee into the into the grind. So it just grinds it and spits it through and because of the design they don't have uh, they don't have a, a big variability between the the different grounds of course the residence time of the coffee so if you have for example um, a, co- a clogged up shoot coffee shoot mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot more fine particles mm-hmm. because it's going to it's going to keep the particles into the birds more and the part of the the ground is going to grind the other the other particles so you're still going to have a finer ground because they are they stay in the in the grinder for too long mm-hmm. but if you if you're able to get a consistent residence time so basically the way i do it is i always take it off with a chopstick <laughs> while it's grinding i make sure that it it pushes it through oh, okay sounds dangerous yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to be careful we that, do not the, recommend the, the, that <laughs> no, the chopstick is getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I have a distinctive woody taste to this, uh, <laughs> this coffee. Mm. But so th- that's the way I do it. But you have to make to have a, a constant flow of coffee out of the coffee chute. And that's why, for example, there is uh, the I think decent made a uh, flat burr that uh, are 
vertical. Yeah. And so that what, has zero residence in there. That's exactly the thing. So let's 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 pick up on that point because yes. um now we're talking about the the design of the burrs. So mm-hmm. a flat burr is normally horizontal. And yes. and what's what's actually happening is that when the the coffee's sucked in or it's brought into these these burrs, which have these sort of these sharp edges on them, um the, the beans broken up in, in through two processes, broken up through compression and shearing. And mm-hmm. it first sort of crushes the bean and then shears them with the blades. And uh, we'll talk about why that's important in, in a second. But it's a flat, uh, it's a flat burr that sits horizontally. And as a consequence, there's a tendency for coffee to get stuck in the chamber. Not even a tendency, it's what happens. Coffee gets stuck yeah. in the chamber. And there's a number, if you go for the more expensive machines, there's a number of uh, techniques that they use to try to get those 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 that, that residue out, uh, including everything from little puffs of air to, to like a knocker that tries to knock them out. Uh, mm-hmm. But the mid-range machines don't have that technology. And uh, my Eureka, which has 65 mil flat burrs doesn't have that and i get quite a bit out the next day i have to take quite a bit of coffee out it's one of the i think mistakes that i made when i bought that machine and then there's reasons why i i i bought it and i'm still very 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 happy with it but mm-hmm. one of the one of the downsides is that i have to get rid of uh, uh quite a bit of coffee each morning that's that's stuck inside so that i make sure i've always got fresh grinds going through the conical mm. burrs are vertical and as the beans go through them they have the benefit of gravity just helping um the 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 grinds fall fall through and you you tend to have much less wastage from uh from a conical burr than you do from a flat burr right Mm -hmm. that's correct so the the because i'm assuming that who listens to us knows what these things look like but just to describe them um so a flat burr you have two rings uh, that have uh, indentations on them and um, they meet with uh, at an angle so they have they have an angle and then there is a flat area with indentations on it when you adjust your grind you push these two uh, rings closer together or further apart and this makes physically the maximum size of ground that you're going to have uh, the bottom one typically is the one that spins, and spinning puts throws the coffee on the sides, and then they get captured by the the the, the angle between the two the two birds, and then that still again with centrifugal force gets pushed between the the flat in the sorry in the flat part of the two birds, and that can that gets then ground uh, in the flat part, and from there. Since it's spinning, it gets shoot shot, uh, shot out, and in there there are two or three or four. It depends what machine you have. Um, sw- sw- swipers, uh, sweepers, uh, mm-hmm. which are typically lumps of metal that are very close. They rotate very close to the edge of the of the chamber, and uh, they move away the coffee and they 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 push it uh, to the sides. And only on one side there is a hole, and that's your where your, where your coffee chute is, and it gets basically gets flung out of the of the chamber. 
Uh, and that's why it's important to have the shoot with a constant flow of coffee out because if it gets stuck, you're going to have the you're going to be it's going to be impossible for the for the um, the sweepers to to throw the coffee out and it's going to block everything into the the, the right. chamber and between the two birds and so the coffee grounds are going to act as a, as a, as an extra bird so you're going to right. have a finer grind and when you twiddle your uh, your your adjustment knob what you're actually yes. doing is moving those birds closer or further away together to make exactly. it a finer or a coarser grind and that's where it becomes important uh, that those birds are aligned exactly yep. level because if you can imagine that if they were not perfectly level, you'd get areas where a bean would be crushed to a different size than than another bean, and and then you'd get an inconsistent ground. Yes, that they actually they get aligned when there is coffee in it. So, for example, uh, flatbirds are not very good for uh, single dosing because they rely on the coffee on the top to push the the coffee in the chamber. Onto the onto the bottom plate, and then the bottom plate spins it away. When you right. have very little coffee, what you have is called the popcorn effect. So you often will see that the last few beans they're going to jump out of the of of the grinder uh, a lot. Uh, yeah. You have a mark on top that will keep them from bouncing out, but still, it's going it to be different. Dynamic, and actually, yeah. I did read some tests that show that the coffee, if you if you single dose on a flat burr, the mm -hmm. the coffee uh, is is different from if you've got a whole bunch of beans in the hopper. Yes, that's correct. Uh, that's what I do actually. Uh, I single dose in a flatbird, which is I know it's not ideal, but it I know that it makes it makes a, a the right size um, ground because because of the flatbirds. The conical birds, on the other hand, you have instead is not. Um, you don't have the same thing. You don't have the same um, the same system. You have an external bird that is um, it's basically it's a big lump of steel. That's no other way to describe it, with the channels um, cut into it, mm -hmm. uh, like a screw, like um, not a screw. What is what what is it that that shape? Like a shell, kind mm -hmm. of. They go in a spiral. And I've heard they, it explained like a if you imagine like a a, a muffin uh, thing, uh, what do you call it? A muffin, one of those pieces of paper that has that holds your muffin. Yes, but you have, yes, the, but exactly. you have the bottom cut out. It's that yeah. it's that shape. Yes, like or that. since we are in, in the coffee business, uh, like um like a, a filter, like a filter right. uh, like a folded filter. as a, a V sixty. Yeah, yeah, a V sixty filter, similar to that, um, but they're in a spiral, and. That is the one that doesn't move. Inside it, you have um, you have a, a bird that actually spins, and uh, it goes it goes in from from the bottom, and uh, it's got um, pretty much it looks like um, like a drill bit, mm -hmm. if you want to simplify it. It looks like a drill bit, and it and it's uh, it's conical. So. Again, you have the same system. You have the bottom bird that you can push closer. Or sorry, you can have the, the top bird that you can push closer or further away from the bottom bird. And that makes the maximum grind size that you can make. However, because of the design of the of this thing, they don't get as close as the conical bird. Sorry, as the flat bird. And uh, they rely on the rest of the coffee to make the grind. 
because right. you can't you you can't physically have them so close because they wouldn't be able to turn anymore. And these causes causes two main grinds to be to be made, two main two main population uh, sizes to be made, a large one and a small one. So you you will have a slightly coarser ground that is going to fold right through, and this one is going to help you to grind some of these into a finer ground, which is what you use normally to make espresso. So instead of having one single population with a certain distribution, of, of course, so you, you have particles of uh, one micron plus or minus one uh, in the flatbirds, in this case, you will have two populations, one that is like three microns and one that is uh, 0.5 microns with their, with their own distribution. Right. And you mix them together and you obtain espresso because they will anyway be mixed and so they, they will form an, an homogeneous uh, solution. Sorry, not, not solution. An homogeneous distribution, dispersion into the, into the filter. Well, that, that, that's interesting because one of the other things I heard or I read was mm -hmm. that the conical burr, uh, the bottom one sits directly on the, on the motor, which you, you call like a drill, yes. a drill bit. Yes. And, and they said that introduces a challenge for that burr to remain consistently flat as it's spinning because it's vibration yep. which means it introduces it's more likely to introduce uh, uh variance in the grind size and uh -huh. indeed one of the uh, one of the I'm criticisms one of the observations from from people who use and i've got both i have to say i've got both grinders in, in my kitchen i've got two grinders mm -hmm. one with conical on the flat burrs and you do notice that the the grind coming out from the conical burrs are uh tend to be clumpier they tend yes to be a little bit clumpier than the ones coming out from the flat burr that's for different reasons though that there's well the whole clumping thing uh, this is uh, something i yeah we can talk about we can talk about next we talk about mm -hmm. the science of actually coffee going through the ground but did you have to say should we wrap up the talking about the about the conical the difference between the conical and the flat uh, was that pretty yeah, much it? so that's pretty much it. That's how they work. Um, so you're going to have different different distributions of the of the size of the sizes of the grind. That doesn't make any difference when you make coffee. At the end of the day, it's uh, how it tastes and how how easy is it for for you to grind it to dial it in. Um, personally, I prefer the flat ones because it's more defined. So I know that. I'm changing the size, the, the distance between the two birds, and I know that that's the maximum size I'm going to get, and that's pretty much all the size I'm going to get. Uh, when you when you change the step, and that's also another story that we sh I think we should also touch on. Mm -hmm. uh, when you change the setting, you change your uh, your median distribution, so you change your medium size, med median size, with with its own distribution. Um, when you have something that is made into a stepless mode, so of, of, of course, coffee grinders are engineered to be different and to, to have difference that you can appreciate between one step and the next one. Mm -hmm. Lots of people tend to turn uh, stepped step grinders, so st grinders that have a um, number and yeah. uh, an actual step between the two grind yeah. sizes they're fixed they're fixed movements 
So you yes. go from one to two to three. You don't get 1.2, 1.5, It's one, exactly. two, three, four, and so on. Yeah. And the reason for that is because when they are engineered, there is quite a lot of study behind it. And what they do when they engineer them, they make sure that the the difference between the two steps is statistically significant. Because if you if you take um, if we talk about the size distribution range, you never have one size. You will always have a Gaussian distribution, which a Gaussian distribution is a bell curve. You, you take if you take your pencil and you draw a bell, so you go from from zero, then you go towards the top, and then and then again, and it's symmetrical. That is your distribution of coffee grinds. That I don't know to be honest what kind of variability you have. It's something I wanted to do at work, but I don't, I can't, <laughs> I, I, I still want to work there. So, right. uh, but what you, what they do uh, when they design these things, they know that their size distribution range is X. And when you change from grind one to grind two, you can actually tell the difference because the, the, the median of the distribution, they are apart. If you put a step in between them, what you're actually seeing, what you're convinced that you're seeing, is uh, is just your own conviction. It's a confirmation bias because there is no uh, statistical significance, statistical difference between a grind one and a grind 1.2 because of the uncertainty, because of the residence time of the coffee in the grinder because of the heat produced over time because of the heat of the day so don't bother personally i would say don't bother converting a stepped grinder to a stepless version of it because you're wasting your time and energy well you say that okay but i i like my stepless grind. i have a stepless grind i have both and mm -hmm. uh I operated absolutely fine with a step grinder. Um, I enjoy the stepless grinder because it makes me feel like I have total control. But also, yes. I'll argue, even though it's probably, I have no rational reason behind this argument, I'll argue that when you put different beans in there, finding the perfect, the perfect grind size, um, I think is more fun and possibly, possibly easier if you're able to turn the knob to exactly where you want it to be rather than saying it's between a, a two and a three. I have no evidence yeah. to back that up. But what I do have evidence to say, and I think this is an important thing we talk about grind size. Mm -hmm. And actually you mentioned the bell curve, which is one of the most important, uh, one of the most important points leading up to understanding that if you really want to get grind size, you have to understand that bell curve and you have to understand that you've got fines on the left. And we'll talk about what a fine is in a second. You've got your your um, average grind size, which is at the top of the bell curve or around that statistical, you know, that average. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the sort of the, the the big lumps that come out on the other side, the boulders that come out on, on the right side. Yeah. And there's been a lot of studies about, uh, and this is where it gets really, I suppose, really complicated, but, but, but it gets a lot of studies about the importance of fines in a mm -hmm. coffee distribution and the effect of boulders. So uh, you, if you were to have all of your, so if you were to have all of your coffee made up without any fines whatsoever, you'd actually have a disgusting cup of coffee. Because apparently, 
apparently the flavor mm -hmm. comes from the fines and the yeah. the grind side and the reason for that so let's take a step back for a second and say well how does how does flavor get into my cup flavor gets into my cup in a very short period of time in espresso because you've got hot water coming mm -hmm. into contact with coffee grinds and if you imagine that that water um has to has to has to i was about to invent a great word there i was going to say something like solubilate or something <laughs> so, solubilized so it has to be solubilized max uh so <laughs> that's a word <laughs> it's a word now yeah it's a word <laughs> you have to uh, you have to dissolve um some of that coffee into the water that water has to take some of that flavor out mm -hmm. And when you're, if you imagine you're putting coffee into a French press and you're letting it sit there for nine minutes or something, mm -hmm. the coffee grounds are slowly releasing their flavor in that hot water. Or if it's cold brew mm -hmm. over, say, 10 hours, it's slowly releasing and the, and the water is by immersion absorbing. Now, in espresso, you've got, you know, 25 seconds, 30 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you don't have that same process. That's part of the reason why you grind finer because you want more surface area effectively. That's exposed, exactly the thing, right? A surface yes. area. Um, however, even the surface area of a, of a quite a fine grind is not enough to pull the flavor out. The flavor comes from the fines, which the, and a fine is, I think, I mean, they, some people talk in terms of something that is, that is a uh, point, God, what is this? Is it one micron or below? Or I can't remember. The time, some people talk about it in terms of size, but mm -hmm. others have said, well, actually, these things aren't a regular shape. So size doesn't make sense. It, it's more in terms of literally the number of, 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 of how exposed the cell is on the coffee. So you've got, anyway, the point is you've got a, like almost like coffee dust. You've got a very, very fine particle that's come through the process mm -hmm. of grinding where it's been compressed and and a fine is produced from that process. So it's not the normal grind. It's just it's a it's a byproduct almost of the grinding mm -hmm. process. You create these fines. The the water hitting the fine basically has immediate access to that whole particle and is able to extract the flavor very quickly from it. So then the question comes: Well, why do you have the grinds? Why not just pack your basket full of these fines and have a machine that makes the fines. And the answer there is that if you had a basket packed with fines, you would not be able to have the water pressure push through. It would be too fine. Yeah. So what you're actually doing by having that distribution curve is having a mix mm -hmm. of, of um, coffee uh, granules, coffee of, of, uh, um, of ground coffee, coffee grounds, that are a, a size that allows the water to flow through with a balanced mix of fines that the flavor is mm -hmm. extracted from. And what you're looking for is that magic number, that magic balance that the water is going through, the flow rate of the water is going through at just the right level. And there's just the right amount of fines in that basket that you're extracting the flavor for that period of time. And, yeah. and that's actually what you're trying to achieve. So, um, so when we understand that, 
Then you go back to the grinder technology and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm looking at the grinder and what the function it performs. You start to realize this is a little bit more complicated than I went in. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was yes. like, like, you know, I could take a hammer and achieve the same thing. Well, you know, not quite. It's actually, a, it's actually a fair amount more complicated, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. And that's the same thing of the conical versus flat, because flat, you have one distribution and you have you also have the fines and the, the course, but they're more tight together. Right. And uh, normally to have espresso, you you grind coarser if you pass me the term in a in a flat burr than you would in a conical burr. Mm -hmm. In terms of distance between the 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 birds. Because the, the flat the flat burr will create um finer particles in one distribution while the conical one will create very fines and coarse at the same time so you have the same effect which is basically to have a certain a certain flow rate through the coffee through right. the coffee ground uh, but in obtaining the same result with two different approaches that's what that's what's happening and yeah. uh, again it, it's totally dependent on what kind of use you have you want to do because again if you want for example to do um, to be able to do uh, French press silly thing mm -hmm. uh, I want to do French press well conical bird probably is not the, is not the way to go because it's not going to grind the quite consistently at that size they're very good for for espresso grinding but not very good for for larger one because you're going to have too many fines so you're going to have a lot of stuff floating about in your coffee while with a with a flat burr you you select your your size and you, you have it i have to so say you, i mean moving from a conical to a flat burr um, there's a lot more maintenance on the flat burr. Yeah. My conical burr was was machine, which was a Sage. Oh, they call them Breville in America. But I forgot what the mm. hell it's called, a something pro yada thing. And that, um, yeah. you know, literally you take the hopper off, you stick your fingers in the the, the guts of it, obviously, and making sure it's unplugged first. And there's a yeah. little there's a little metal ring. You lift it up, you twist it, the burr comes right out, and it's very lightweight. Oh, that's the other thing, they're lightweight. They're lightweight because, of course, you don't need the small. They're smaller. They spin faster. They're smaller. And uh, and 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 because the burrs are smaller, you don't need a bigger engine to move them. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing can be a smaller, a smaller piece of equipment. So as a consequence, you can pick this thing up with one hand. You can sort of brush all the, the guck out. Uh, it's very, very easy to clean. And um, But... Uh, but I prefer the coffee taste from my flapper. So uh, as, as soon as I started using it, it was it was much more like the flavor I was getting at my shop. And um, and I would say I would say I could get some I could get some remarkable results from from mm -hmm. that grinder from the, the the conical grinder the sage. I could get some remarkable results, but there was just a kind of a, a, a more smoother. I, mm. That's the only word I think I could use. I was, tr I was trying to find a clever word that would make me sound really smart that I could use to, to describe it. But uh, overall, it was just a little bit more, maybe I say balanced, but I would just say smoother. 
the results I'd yeah. get from from the espresso made with the flatware. And so it does make a huge difference. I would say the, the grinder you use, it does make uh -huh. a huge difference. Um, uh, for me, the, the taste was was noticeable immediately. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's, uh, it's, it, it's the same for me. I prefer, it's, probably it's in my head. I, I'm, I'm admitted to it. It's in my head, but I prefer the flat one because yeah. I have the conical burst in the in the Gaggia Paros. So mm -hmm. that has a built-in conical burr grinder, which is actually a very capable grinder. Just doesn't work for me. Some coffees, to be honest, some coffees actually, they came out really nice mm -hmm. because you can grind, you can afford to grind finer. So you probably... You, you're able like that, you're able to pull out some of the very gentle flavors, like, right. uh, I don't know, like those very light uh, fruits, like banana flavors. They would, say, would they would say that conical burrs have a punchier flavor. That's the word I've heard used. They have a punchier oh. uh, flavor profile that they produce. Uh, and that is most likely because, uh, because you're able to, to produce more surface out of it in a way. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why you're, you're uh, more efficient in extracting uh, right. while not sacrificing the flow, the flow rate. Um, another thing that I just wanted to point out, um, a lot of people tend to, tend to measure coffee in, uh, in terms of strength. So they use a, a, a refractometer to, to say, oh, my, this extraction is perfect. Well, I don't agree with that. Because it's not only in terms of strength, so how many, how much non-soluble material you have in your coffee, so how dark is your coffee, but it's also a matter of how efficient you are in extracting the the, um, the soluble material and the flavors, which you're not going to see in a diffractometer. You're, you're in a diffractometer. You're measuring how uh, turbid is your solution. Mm -hmm. And it tells you that in your solution, there is, uh, I don't know, 5% solids. And that's it. That tells you that you're in the ballpark. But then it doesn't tell you if you, for example, if you extracted efficiently some of the acids, because mm -hmm. they're soluble, you're not going to see them in the diffractometer. Well, uh, yeah. Um, so, okay, so I read a, I, re I, I actually have, I mean, I can't, I can't speak with, with any sense of authority on that particular area. What I can say is that I have noticed that, that, that some people are, are measuring the quality of the, uh, of the grinder by the amount of TDS or total dissolved solids that they get out in a fixed period of time. So yep. it, was, it was quite an interesting experiment, and and I, I, I get what you're saying, um, and I don't know whether this is is this is related to it or not, but they did a it was a, actually a really interesting study, and we should probably sort of wrap it up in a minute, but it was a really interesting mm -hmm. study because what they did was they said, well, rather than trying to work out, you know, the quality of the output, I mean, how do we work out the quality of the output grinds? That's the know? thing. How do we work it out? And they took this kind of novel approach, which was to say, okay, well. Let's let's not let's um, let's just look at the total dissolvable solids if if we make everything else an even, right? So you use the mm -hmm. same machine, you use the same coffee, you use the um, you use the same amount of coffee that goes in to the baskets, the same basket, everything else, right? So everything's the same. Mm -hmm. 
And the only thing that will change, and we'll same temperature, and the only uh-huh. thing we're going to change is, uh, actually, nothing changes. Nothing changes at all. And we'll just see when we've got that amount of volume of coffee out, we'll see what the total dissolvable solids are. Exactly. And so what that basically then refers back to, what that means is if there's a difference in the total dissolvable solids, it means that there's a difference in the grind size or the number of fines that are created. Uh-huh. Okay. And they did it on, I think, three or four different grinders. And they and they did the Marlog, Mark, please say this for the Mark, Marlog colleague, Mark colleague. Mark, I've, I don't yeah, know. The, the, the E43. So basically the Mark colleague, Mark colleague E43, which is like, suppose that, that is like the, it's not necessarily the best grinder in the world, but, but it's, it's right at the top of, if you're running mm-hmm. a specialty coffee shop, that's what you kind of generally want to have. You want to have one of those mm-hmm. grinders. So, uh, and they are, and I can testify that they're very good. A friend of mine ran, had one and I always wanted to steal it. Uh, but <laughs> He was always he was always keeping a close eye on me whenever I was in the shop. So, um, so uh, they had one of those, and then they had I think three or four other different grinders. And I actually don't really want to say the other ones because they didn't do as well. But what they found was so typically in espresso you're looking at a uh, a TDS. Your ideal TDS is around I think twenty three to twenty five, something like that. I don't and, remember the top of my head. Yeah, something like that. And what they found was that um, uh, some grinders were coming in at 20, some were, that the the Mar colleague E43 was coming in at 23 point something, others were coming in at 20, some were coming in at sort of 21, 22, and they were then then they were tasting them, right? Then they were t- actually tasting the espresso. It's this crazy idea that actually you see if it tastes good. Yeah, and they indeed <laughs> found that the higher the TDS. Given that mm-hmm. this is particular thing else, the, the tastier it was, and that the Marcoli came through, all the fr- the flavors came through. It was balanced. It had the sweetness. It had the acidity. It was fantastic, mm-hmm. and it happened to have the highest TDS. And so, uh, and so, what they're referring back from that is is that actually the production of of fines and the consistency and the production of of grants mm-hmm. is is uh, does vary from from grinder to grinder like it's not like that it's a real thing it's not uh it's not a it's not a marketing term it's not a marketing issue so whatever technologies as grinder companies are using and people have different approaches some of them are using you know special treated burrs some of them using ceramic burrs some of them are using um uh uh heat management systems as you pointed out that only becomes an issue if you're if you're making coffee after coffee, and that is a big issue, and it's not like an issue after the hundredth coffee, it's an issue after the second coffee. Yes. Um, and by the way, just to kind of like slip over the rabbit hole, I always thought mm-hmm. that 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 there was a heat issue because it would affect the metal in the burrs and 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 expand them. And that's what I've been telling people. And it turns out that that is so minimal that that hardly yeah. makes a difference. And actually, the problem is it expands the bean. Mm-hmm. The heat actually affects the beans, and the beans can go up to 100 degrees centigrade. Did you know that? I didn't know that today. It goes that high. It can go up to, apparently, they've measured it up to 100 degrees centigrade if you're really smashing those beans through. And the effect on the beans is that they expand. And also the oils in the beans become less viscous. So what happens yep. is they become less viscous, and then they tend to coat stuff. And then they then they later on, as it cools, mm-hmm they become more viscous and you get clumping. 
And so there's a whole bunch of uh, there's a whole bunch of impacts that that apparently yeah. happen from the from the heat on the beans. So clamping, I don't agree totally with it, but uh, I agree with the clamping into the into the the grinder. Uh, that, that does make sense. And on top of that, you should consider that a lot of these acids and fatty acids that you would then find in the crema, and Correct. they are yes, yeah, and they are also um, um, foaming agents. Uh, they act as surfactants. What you find in that case is that they might degrade because they are uh, sometimes polyinsaturated or insaturated fatty acids, which at 100 degrees with, um, um, with in, at high pH in contact with other stuff, they might react because you might encourage... Um, you might encourage um, reactions and cross reactions between the different different things that are inside the coffee and the coffee I bean. I think I, 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 you're absolutely right. I think I read something about that. Um, so the, it actually, we, we talk in, in coffee terms about gasification. So yeah. when you get a fresh- ah, And, and oh, sorry, I, I just yeah. re- remember one thing. And oxygen, oxygen is everywhere. And yeah. uh, the same way it makes your coffee beans go stale and your coffee grounds go stale, it would be even faster when you add temperature to it. That's exactly what they said. Yeah. They said it will basically speed up the gasification process in the grinder, uh, yeah. which will give you uh, which will give you an, an inconsistent result uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Max, uh, do we miss anything? <laughs> do, we, do we get it all? Um, I, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I, uh, hey, so welcome to part one of our 100-part uh, series. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think I was pretty good considering like I literally just written one line on my notes which was inevitable flat versus conical. It's as far as I got before you jumped on the call. I think that's that's good. Yeah. We can talk about stuff. I should never prepare. This is the the one time do you remember that one time I, I prepared and and I screwed it all up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the lesson I'm going to pass down to my kids. Yeah, never be prepared. Never be prepared. <laughs> They're all wrong, son. Wing it. It's your life. Yeah. Go wing it. So uh, anyway, who wins? Who, who wins what? I don't know. I, t- I, I don't know. Is there There's a winner? Not a We're all a no. winner, Max. If you've yeah. ever gone to any school event recently in the last 10 years, you realize uh, that there are no winners or losers. Um, although having said that, oh my God, I've just realized. They are hypocrites because they yeah. called me out for cheating at an egg and spoon race at my kids at my kids' school. But the same the same day, they were telling me that they went awarding uh, that everybody was getting an award because uh, because they said we don't want there to be losers. And I said, but life is full of losers. You know, if you don't win, you lose. You you got to got to a bit of competitiveness, yeah. you know, that's what you need. Yeah, you and they're to. like, Oh no, no, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to make children feel bad about, you know, losing or whatever. Yeah. And then they called me out. medals. Yeah. It was all, it was such a bunch of rubbish, but then they caught me out. I, I cheated on the egg and spoon race and then they actually over a loudspeaker disqualified me and my kids were very angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we're both winners, Max. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey so we're yes. going to talk uh next week next week um there is a possibility that i'll be on holiday uh Ooh. 
and 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 we might skip a week on the podcast. But uh, if that happens, uh, be sure to tune in to to hear nothing. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will also we will also have, and I know you don't want to admit to this, but uh-huh. we will also have a review on decaf. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we can, we're going to do the decaf. I'm really looking forward. I haven't started yet because they're still. You haven't started it. And I'm degassing them a little it's bit. It's really good. Oh, Jesus. You try it. It's okay. really nice. Well, I'm. You know, we we got two. We got two bags from that roast. Yeah. And we got one with uh, caffeinated, and one that was uh, uh, one that was decaf and one was caffeinated. Yeah. I'm finishing the caffeinated ones. Oh no, you. Sorry. I, I'm de- I'm uh, degassing another bag from something else. Okay. No, you, yeah. No, that's just something. It's a, it's a different thing I'm doing. So no, you're right. I'm drinking those. I'm drinking those. You are. I'm, no, I'm not going to drink the decaf. I'm drinking the caffeinated bag first, and then I, oh. I thought I would mix the decaffeinated with the other bag I've got for the other things because I can't be doing without my. No, caffeine. don't, don't. Yeah. Try the decaf as yeah. it is. Uh-huh. You'll thank me. No, no. I mean, I'm not going to mix the decaf. I'm going to have like one caffeinated coffee in the morning, and then I'm going to have a decaf afterwards. Ah. I've got to have. I've got to have caffeine, or I'll get headaches. I'm, I'm a junkie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I see if, what you mean. I wonder if coffeejunkie.com is taken. Let's go take a look. Who's on coffee junkie? I'm pretty sure it is. No, it's it's for sale. Uh, oh, uh, hi. You just have to contact them, and uh, they'll give you a price. All right. Uh, yeah. So definitely, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about decaf. It's going to be a big, a bold. I'm slightly nervous about it. Uh, I'm 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 worried that it's going yes. to be good. And I'll start what if you like it? <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done to me? Uh, so we're going to do I that. Know. So we we'll do that. So um, we might do that next week. Um, but uh, if okay. I'm away, then 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 we'll do it the week after. You're away. You're away. Hey Max, no it's problem. been it's been awesome, um, buddy. Thank you so much for your uh, for your expertise on the grinders. Don't forget to uh, send us in the detailed diagrams uh, explaining everything that we've talked about today. Uh, uh, and- yes. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> able to do that. Did I mention uh, that? The detailed diagram. <clears throat> Look, it doesn't need to be anything more than 100 pages. Um, ah, okay. That's, so uh, it's, it's easy then. Double-sided, okay, yeah. obviously. And, yeah, yeah, obviously. Single uh, space. So, single space, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I'll see you maybe next week. Maybe. Okay. Yes. And by the way, we met in person. We met in person. That's right. I came round, and when you went wow. looking, I took your I took your coffee machine and ran away with it. <laughs> well, at least anyway, <laughs> I was going to grab the guys, <laughs> which you which you you subtly but not so subtly like booby trapped, so that it would spray coffee in my face. It's a bit. Like- <laughs> It's a bit like if Inspector Clouseau made coffee, that was like me that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, see you next week. See you next week, Max. Bye.